0: Good morning. It's Monday September 19th. My apologies to everybody that uh, I was off on uh, Friday I drove from Atlanta up to New Jersey and I'm reporting recording the podcast now Um, I'm doing it live on YouTube and my apologies if you tune into the live stream just remember it's about 15 minutes I was streaming on YouTube before coming on the podcast. And part of the reason for that was I was just not ready. Um, I was kind of goofing off, if you will, all weekend. Um, Saturday was a recovery day from an 18-hour drive, I believe, with two dogs, uh, an electric car, and uh, two hours of traffic in Washington. By the way, if anybody lives in Washington, D.C., I don't know. I live in Atlanta, which has an enormous amount of traffic, but it's nothing compared to Washington, D.C. Um, so hopefully I brought my Yeti microphone up. The podcast hopefully sounds pretty good, better than when I do it at my um, my parents' house. I will probably be um, recording, uh, and I'm going to change this compressor a little bit because I think it's a little bit loud, but I'll be recording um, uh, maybe just the podcast, maybe not YouTube Live with the screen. I might be doing YouTube Live with just a camera in my hotel room. Uh, I'm traveling to Pasadena tomorrow um for Major League Soccer. So, uh I'll be there and then uh but overall, guys, the market's ugly. Uh you know, we we got news of FedEx on Thursday night uh which you guys saw crashed the market on Friday. Um FedEx said, hey, the FedEx CEO essentially came out and said, hey, we're going to see a worldwide recession. And while the futures opened up last night kind of flat, they have since tanked. Crypto is at its lowest level uh, for a while now. So you're seeing uh, crypto just crash. Um, But uh, we'll, we'll go over some stuff. Here's what I'm seeing. And this is what's interesting. And on my for those on YouTube, you're seeing uh, I'm sharing um, Tesla, and Tesla right now um, is still in a buy. It hasn't gotten you out from this. I think it's 296. Um, Spider's pulling it up. Part of the the issue of me by the way doing the podcast on my laptop is it's going to be a little bit slower than my uh, home computer. So pulling up TrendSpider is going to be a little bit slower. Plus I'm at my parents' house which has a, a significantly slower upload and download speed than what I have at my house. Uh, I kind of have supercharged internet at my house. But you're seeing here, uh, and I often talk about it, that there's a button hook at the end of most of these MACD runs. Um, and essentially, you're seeing a little button hook create right here. Uh, with the market the way that it is, I think 300. I'm uh, um, under 300, you sell over 300, uh, or I'm sorry, over 300, you sell under 300, you buy. If you're looking short term for Tesla, I think that's where it is. Now, what's interesting about Tesla is when you look at this chart, it's kind of held up pretty well. Uh, you look at other um, the stocks and they they just haven't held up well. And And I think that's the same case with Snowflake. Now, Snowflake, these are two stocks that in my mind are very long term, uh, meaning that you can uh, essentially buy and hold them. Uh, Tesla, I do trade, but I do tend to hold it. Like I said, I've I've, um, sold half my lot, uh, but I'm planning on buying half that lot back in at some point. Uh, I just never get out totally. So when, when I'm looking at, at Snowflake and Tesla, I'm seeing that little button hook. Now, in, in conversely, look at uh, Exxon, uh, for instance. When we look at this, this, how this stock has held up, it hasn't. Energy just hasn't held up through this downturn. Part of the reason it hasn't held up through this downturn is because um, we might be heading into a recession. Uh, on Friday, Exxon got you out. Uh, I'm still in. I'm still hugely long on Exxon. Uh, I'm not getting out of the energy uh, trade just because, um, in my mind, energy's the place to be. You've got a supply issue. Uh, China's starting to open back up. Um, I, I saw an analyst or heard an analyst over the weekend that said energy, even during recessions, hasn't gone down as much as the market. So at 91 um, you know, you're down two percent on Exxon. Freaking buy it all day long. Uh I, I think by the end of the year you'll be at a hundred, um, uh, one twenty. Uh, even though the 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 short term, remember my algorithm is a short-term algorithm. So it's not something that that goes long term. It's not something that is used for day trading, it's a swing trade, it's one to seven days. Um, that's typically what the algorithm rhythm for most stocks will tell you. We've gotten crazy crazy runs on things like LNG, uh, on things like BOIL. Um, with the algorithm, that's part of the art of finding uh, and scanning stocks is trying to find those ones that will go on runs. Um, let's look at LNG. LNG got you in at 165. It's down at 167. Um, part of the reason that natural gas is coming down is because uh, Europe with their natural gas there's some, uh, some fear within the U.S. government that uh, some exports will raise the price here locally. So um, with that, there might be some restrictions on LNG actually taking cheap gas out of the U.S. at 8 $9, which again is fairly expensive to, to us here in the U.S., uh, and selling it overseas for $70, $80, $100, 500, whatever dollars, um, in Europe, uh, because it is expected to be a cold. I have friends in Germany right now, and they're basically telling me that, uh, Germans are telling them it's freezing for this time of the year right now. So they, my friends have had to buy winter clothing. Um, so Tesla snow, and, and I think the energy trade, and we'll kind of go over the energy trade here a little bit, but energy right now, you look at the Chenier. I, I, I like it here. Um, Again, it's got that button hook. So I think it's probably coming down. When you look at the MACD, uh, and you guys can see on my MacBook, it's just hard to kind of see some of this trend spider stuff. But I expanded the MACD and it's coming down towards that strike line. If it comes down towards that strike line again, you're going to see this RSI go from 52 probably into the 30s. At that point, LNG, you know, again, these guys are making a ton of money. Uh, I don't think this is a bad uh, portion of, of where to buy it. Um, when we look at a daily, let's look at a daily at this one, um, you're still not coming down. Again, the, the four-hour chart's going to react quicker. Um, but you look at that daily, and it's just, uh, we'll move this down here. We'll move this. There we go. Uh, let me move it down a little bit. Oh, come on. Uh, there we go. And you can see, the daily, it's kind of gone through that rise, got that button hook, it's going through that rise, kind of come back down again. But it's sitting right at that 21 day. So, do I think that this is, uh, something that's going to crash back down to the, the, the volume levels here at 130 or so? Um... I think you could see something like that just because you've had such a crazy, crazy run on this. I'm looking for the volume. The volume. uh, There we go. Let's pull this back to here because I want to see where everybody's holding it. Um, My computer is struggling with the streaming. Uh, the podcast recording and all of that. We're gonna pull that right here. This isn't TrendSpider. This is my computer being the the slowpoke. Um, yeah. Look at that volume shelf right there. It's clearly at one sixty-five. Buy this one. I'm telling you. Put the the algorithm's probably gonna get you out. Um at some point here, let me just look, because it did get you in at 165. Um, don't If you're in at 165, do not sell this. Don't sell this one at all. Um, we're gonna bring this down a little bit. Yeah, I, I wouldn't sell it. If you're in at 165, I wouldn't sell it. I would put in an order today at 165 too. That MACD is gonna come down a little bit, but energy is to trade. Energy continues to be the trade. Um, take a look at Boyle. Let's look at Boyle. Because I think on Friday, Boyle went down as well. Um let's see. Yeah. Boyle's kind of had that that little downturn there. Uh it's got you out on Friday with a loss. Uh you're trading at 72. It just crashed. Um and, and we've talked about these uh triple levered inverse and 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 triple levered kind of ETFs that that, that boil is. Um, it's a ProShares Ultra, which means it's three times levered. You're going to make a lot of money, but you also could lose a lot of money real quickly. So um, Tesla, Snow, Energy, I think you can still do that. And we'll look at all of the energy that I have. COP, DVN, Oxy, um, Exxon, Chevron, and Fang uh, in a little bit, but I want to talk about bonds. Um, Kramer's been screaming that he bought the two-year treasury Bonds are, you know, I'm not an expert in bonds. I I, I don't think I've owned bonds since my 401k um, years ago. God, it probably was 15, 20 years ago. I had bonds. They weren't performing. So I sold out of them. And I haven't owned bonds since. Uh, they're making a little bit of sense now. So if you want to uh, diversify your portfolio if you believe that we're heading into a recession, bonds will be your friend. Um, bonds rates will continue to rise. The Fed rate, uh, which is now, I, I think it's 2.25 is where the Fed rate is right now. 1.75, somewhere around there. It's going to get a 75-point rate increase. Charlie had a great video last night about uh, the Fed's going to kill the market again. They're they're very clear. Uh, tomorrow's meeting, they're going to meet. And then the the... Um, what they talk about afterwards is completely uh, the what's going to move in the markets. It's not going to be the actual uh, the price point. The 75-point rate hike is factored in, um, but what they talk about is what's going to move the market. So afterwards, when Jay Powell has his uh, press conference, that's when you're going to see the markets actually move. Um, when he gets very hawkish and he starts saying, yeah, we're going to continue to push this, Uh, market, you're going to probably see things go down. So uh, in that respect, uh, I would say keep your SPXU, um, keep your SPXL, uh, I'm sorry, not uh, SPSU, SQQQ, and the SARK. I think SARK in my mind is probably one of the best ones because as he raises interest rates, those ARC funds are going to get killed because growth will get killed. And so this S-R-A-K, S-A-R-K, will probably go up. And what you're seeing, I'm looking at it on the screen right now. Look at that upturn. So as we start to go down, that upturn may start to actually go up. Um, so I... I mean, look at that volume shelf creating right there. It's kind of creating for another breakout. Uh, It got you out with an 11% move from 47 up to about 50, 55, uh, I'm sorry, 51. Uh, You're selling at 55 right now. I think that's a great move. Uh, I, I think you could easily go to 62 on this one. If we're going back down to crazy, crazy levels um, you look at kind of where we were back in June and we were at 66. So at 55, it's not a bad, if we continue to go down and you're buying at 55, continue to buy it. I think at 55, 56, this is probably the one that I would look at because it's, it's the most highly levered towards growth. SPX, you will probably go up as well as QQQ. Um, but all of those are, are your friends. Now, on the bear market bounce that you're gonna see. UPRO, SPXL, uh, TQQQ. Those are your friends because those are bulls. So again, it's UPRO, SPXL, and TQQQ. Those will be your friends. The, the, the bear market ones, and by the way, if you want to look these up, just Google bear market uh, ETF, you, you'll find them. They're nice and easy to find. Um, <clears throat> crypto crashing on regulations, which means... Um, oh, there was a there was an inverse Bitcoin um, ETF that I had. I'll have to look that up. I'll put that in the show notes. But I'll look it up. I'll put it in the show notes. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to do YouTube short on the Bitcoin short ETF. Um, let me write that down. Uh, YouTube... Short on Bitcoin short ETF. I'll do that as a YouTube short. Subscribe to my YouTube channel. Trying to get you guys just, you know, I I, I don't necessarily release the numbers of the podcast, but it is, you know, in the thousands, um, high, very high thousands of uh, uh of listens, and uh, YouTube doesn't have that great of an uh, interaction so. Um, you know, I do think that YouTube is better I, Again, I was on there 15 minutes early this morning I'll probably stay on there a little bit um, Maybe recording a Bitcoin short ETF Where I kind of just use my phone and, and look at that um, But crypto is down It's ba- down based on um, Biden on, last week released some guidance on regulation Which was not good uh, Kind of shows that they just don't understand um, Bitcoin and crypto So uh, that's why it's down. I would consider it probably also down because people are just getting out of risk assets. Uh, we're at that point now where Uvixi probably makes sense. Um, and I don't have... I should pull up. I, I have my Active Trader Pro up. I just couldn't share it because I can't share my screen. So I'm sharing Safari instead. But Uvixi uh, has you... In at ten dollars and forty cents, it's where you're trading right now. Um, it, it this sell off has not been crazy for the volatility, uh, it has been crazy for the point spreads, but it hasn't been crazy for volatility. That's why you've seen Uvixie not necessarily go crazy down. Um, the other thing I wanted to bring up is uh, the weekly stock pick. I, I, I know I Tweet this out, and I put this on my uh, Instagram. But Weekly Stock Pick guy, um, he, he great newsletter. If you guys aren't subscribed to that newsletter, it comes out on Saturday, it is a great summary uh, with charts and, and and just stories and and analysis. Um, a particularly a great one of uh, what's gone on in the S and P and other places. Garbage truck, sorry. Um, but he's a pick for this week. Is United Healthcare, and ironically, his pick for this week had a MACD cross up at 518. So, 518 on this one. Uh, I know I've said, hey, I, I think it's probably a closer, a buy closer to 500. Honestly, gonna fly. Um, healthcare is going to fly. Healthcare, when we go into a recession, you're going to see healthcare fly. So, UNH this week. Uh, he typically gets in on options um, beginning of the week, but he puts significantly. Uh, tight um, uh, stop losses, so he's able to um, uh, get out and just in case for some reason. You know, say some central bank comes out and says, "Yeah, we're not seeing it any uh, any recession." They come out and they they do something crazy like that. Yeah, you'll see you'll see uh, UNH probably go down, but he has stop losses in place. He tells you where he's going to stop loss. He emails you out fantastic fantastic newsletter sign up um, for his newsletter in his uh, uh, on his uh, you can either go to his Instagram I post a lot on Instagram if you want just reach out to me I'll kind of send you the link Um, but I want to make sure that you knew this is one of the first times since I've been friends with him that uh, his weekly stock pick has had a MACD cross up on about the same time um, so I think UNH, I'll probably put some money into UNH um, just because I'm traveling tomorrow. And, and this isn't a trade. This is probably going to my long-term slash um, uh, swing trade. Uh, if I make 10, 15, 20% on this one in in a month, I'll probably get out. Um, but I'll buy it in my, uh, in. I have to decide. Again, I had a friend this weekend we were talking about taxes, and 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 part of the what I've been doing is tax loss harvesting. And if you guys don't know what that is, Google it. Let me know if you need an education on it. Maybe I'll do a video or you know a podcast on tax loss harvesting. But essentially, what you do in down days like this, when you have a long term portfolio, is you take some profits. So, for instance, you guys know uh, Apple. I think my average purchase price per share is like four or five dollars on Apple. What I can do is some of my losses, um, like, um, uh, what is it? Uh, uh, some of my losses. Uh, I think um, CrowdStrike. I may have some, uh, some recent losses on that one. And if I wanted to sell CrowdStrike just because of the valuation, say I, um, I have five, 500 shares of CrowdStrike and I bought at 200, but it's trading at 150 and I have a, you know, what, $5,000 loss. What you can do is you can take that $5,000 loss on CrowdStrike and sell uh, some Apple and sell some Apple to kind of write those off. Now they have to be, you know, if you're doing it in a brokerage account, it has to be both long-term or both short-term. There's some certain uh, tax reasons and and things you should definitely look at um, trying to do. But for instance, uh, rebalancing, It's fantastic. You can rebalance on some of the losses. I'll give you a great, for instance, in mine. And I've recently started to do this. BABA. I hold BABA long-term. I think my average purchase price is like $213 and it's trading in the $80 range. I sell my BABA at a loss and I sell my Apple at a huge gain. I don't have to pay the taxes on the Apple. Simple as that. It's, It's a perfect, perfect way to get out of BABA, um, take that loss, and actually use it against some of the gains. It's called tax loss tax harvesting. And, and I'm not a, ta- a tax professional. Uh, this is my own situation, not yours. Figure it out on your own. Go to a tax professional. But uh, it's a great way to try and um, uh, get some... And I can't, I can't pull up Active Trader Pro. But it's a great way to actually use some of your losses to actually make some of your gains and write it off because like I told my friend saving on taxes is as much a a win as uh, on a trade because if I can save 20% on long-term taxes fantastic it's 20% gain that I made now I've lost money so it's not like I've I've actually made money I'm just making it a wash but I saved 20% on the taxes so um, that's, a, that's one. So let's go over the energy right now. Uh, COP is at the top of the list. ConocoPhillips. This is an oil producer. Um, COP is one that, that I particularly like. They're going to take oil out of the ground and make money, um, anywhere between above $40 a barrel, I think. You've got next dividend date coming here on September 29th. Um, the algorithm makes you 146%. The average win is 16%. You've been in this, now let's see, um, God, you've been in this since 8753, it's at 113 right now. It's not getting hit as much as the others. You can see it's kind of held up, um, because, and let's go to FinViz and type in COP. I will give you the official, um, the official Phillips. And I need to start interacting with you guys on YouTube, um, yeah, you guys aren't chatting much. There's still five people watching. And by the way, how many thumbs up? I've got five people watching. Two of them have hit thumbs up. So hit that thumbs up. Uh, PE on Phillips 9.31, which is you know low. Year-to-date performance, 58%. Uh, you are 8% away from your 52-week high. I, I completely think we breed that 52-week high at some point. Uh, you can see the upgrades... Price targets 110, 135. Um, Yeah, this is funny. They brought down the buy to neutral, uh, and but they raised their price target from 110 to 135. Conoco Phillips explores, for, produces, transports, and markets crude oil, um, bitumen, natural gas, liquefied. You're you're basically in the nat gas and oil with ConocoPhillips. Phillips. Great company to buy. Uh let's look at Devon. Devon Energy highest dividend payer in the S&P. Their dividend ex-dividend date did it come up or is it I think it's this week at some point. Um it's still pulling it up. You can see this one hasn't held up in the uh the downturn. Yeah, it was last week the the ex-dividend date. So your next uh catalyst is the earnings November 1st. But it got you out, 72. Uh, I haven't gotten out of this one, but I said anything under 70, I think it's at 66, buy it, over 70, sell it. Uh, it's hugely down. Um, Oxy, this is one that Warren Buffett is still buying. Um, Oxy, he has uh, approval to get into 50% on this one. This one has not held up well at all either. Phillips is just kind of an outlier. But this one got you in and then got you out right away uh but you can see the macd is significantly low uh it's trading at about 60 62 dollars i'd say get in anything under between under 60 buy it over 60 sell it um if you want to trade it xom we kind of looked at a little bit uh but this one is down at 90. god if this gets under 90 guys load it up your energy trade is going to be good I, i again i think people are just taking their profits because it's run so much and there's the fear of recession cvx um this one is any again it's trading at 156 it's probably down at 150 160 is your pivot point on this one uh all of these by the way none of them have dividend dates that are coming up uh the the algorithm has you out of uh chevron uh, with a 3% loss, I'd just hold on to it, honestly. Uh, but under 160, I, I, I think you're good on this one. Um, Fang, this is Diamondback Energy. Uh, this is one that, that I, I think, are you still in this one? This one has some natural gas um, uh, exposure as well. Uh, Diamondback, you are, let's see when the algorithm actually pulls out and does the testing. You're still in at 137, but you're probably getting out um, today, because that's going to probably push you. Let's see if the MACD is. Yeah, the MACD is down, and that nine day is probably going to pierce that, that 21 day. You can see that green line and the, the yellow line. So I, I'd say get out of that one. But that's your energy trade. Uh, as far as scans go, there were two that were interesting to me. First one is one of my favorites, Qualcomm. And you guys know, I, I've looked at chips, um And Qualcomm is one that at 125, I think you've hit kind of a bottom here. Um, and we can look at this one on Finvis. Qualcomm is one that uh, when you look at the chips, it's fairly priced. The PE is 11. The forward PE is 9. Um, It's a 2.4% dividend. You are 5% above your 52-week low, but you're 35%. below your 52-week high. So I think you're in this range. Now, you look at uh, Qualcomm, look at their competitors, AMD. Watch this PE. The PE is 32 on AMD. Uh, We pull up NVIDIA. Uh, Now, the technology is different, but if you pull up NVIDIA, oh, stop. Um, My computer is just crawling with all of GarageBand and everything like that. 43 so qualcomm's got a low dividend it's got a two uh, i'm sorry a low pe it's got a two percent dividend and you're crossing here at 125 you're almost at the 52 week lows don't time it but look at how low that is at some point this has to bounce the other thing you've got with qualcomm is the iphone 14 Um, if the demand for the iphone 14 is as high as it is Uh, And Apple needs to pay Qualcomm with a new uh, contract. That's one that's good news. So uh, Qualcomm is one of my favorites. I probably will put some money in here at 125 because I think it's a good opportunity with it down that low. Again, you know, when you look at the SPY, uh, we're going to kind of look at macro level to see is it good to put your money in? Uh, to something other than an an inverse ETF in this market. You can see the RSI on the SPY is down at 30. Um, It is clear that we're in a downward trending market at 385. You're probably going down towards this 380 mark, I would say. Uh, Let's kind of pull it back here. Um, Let's look at this volume shelf. That's what I'm trying to look at. So you really don't have, uh, let's go to daily. You know what? I'm going to pull this. We're going to do a big, we're not going to look at uh, the algorithm. We're going to do a daily look. Because I know um, three, we're going to pull this back to the highs. I think there was 380 was a significant level. Um, Come on. Yeah, see that volume shelf right there at 390. We broke through it. It's down here uh, at about 383. So you're kind of in no man's land with the the volume, but you see that MACD kind of going down and that, that RSI is at 37. Doesn't mean it can't go down more. You clearly saw it go down here even more back in May. Uh, And in June, you saw it just crash. So then you go up there. And again, I I think at some point, I think probably here at 380. That's kind of my guess, 380. Um, Let me see where the SPY is implied open. Uh, I'm pulling this up on my uh, phone. Implied open S&P... down 27 yeah 3800 is it probably a good floor so um, I, I think that's a good one so I think that you know again if I'm putting money in I'm probably putting it into uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna try and pull up the strategy tester guys give me one minute I'm not even hitting pause on this one I'm just gonna let the dogs out hold on one second okay Okay, you guys got to listen to that one. You guys got to listen to the dogs being let out on the podcast as well. Um, I'm trying to pull up the strategy tester in uh, TrendSpider. So I can show you the spy. And spy right there. You're out of it. But see that downward trend? Yeah. It looks ugly. I think it's oversold. Uh, I I think I'll probably put money into Qualcomm. I'll let you know. Actually, if I do it, um, it's not. Yeah, Mondelez is one. So the next one that looked interesting to me is Mondelez. MDLZ. And it's not one that I was familiar with at all. So I want to read you the description in... um, in finviz do 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 mondelez through its subsidiary ma- manufacturers markets and sells snack foods and we talked about um snack foods being um you know the food shortage in ukraine if stuff works out that that there is a few food shortage you can see uh initiated, cowan initiated coverage september 14th outperform uh target of 71 uh april Uh, Credit Suisse outperformed target of 70 so they have a $70 price target on them Um, They are currently at $60 and they crossed up here at $60 Um, Their ex-dividend date is coming up on September 29th. They have a dividend payout of 2.55% annually Uh, Year-to-date they are down 9% so they're beating the S&P They are 13% off their 52 week high but they're only 52, uh, they're 4% above their 52 week low. So it trades in this range. Now, do I think you get 60 to 66 with a 10% gain? I think so. Uh, again, with a recessionary period, with costs coming down, uh, with the dividend date, with the earnings date coming up, uh, you know, if you get some type of pre announcement from these guys, uh, the algorithm loses you 1%. Buying and holding makes you 7.29. The average win is 4%. So if I were to trade this one, I'd probably look at 5% instead of a 10% move. So instead of 60 to 66, I would look at 60 to 63. But it, in my mind, because you're off that 52-week low, I think you're safe in this one. So if you want to trade something, Mondelez is probably a pretty good trade. So those are the two scans. That's where you're going. I will be traveling tomorrow, um, Wednesday. I may do the podcast since I'm on the West Coast, but it might just be a podcast. It might not be YouTube. Uh, I will definitely keep you updated on Instagram. I will keep you updated on Twitter. So if you have any questions, hit me up. I'm going to be live on YouTube probably for the next 15, 20 minutes. Maybe I'll go live later today too. Uh, Tune in and thanks for listening. Take care.